The fourth Sunday of Advent always feels a bit like a movie trailer. You know those short snippets shown before what you really came to see at the theater? Those short snippets that give a glimpse of the blockbuster that is soon to be released. Teasers meant to grab our attention and our interest. Things that make us say, oh yeah, I want to see that movie when it comes out. Advent 4 lets some of the very thing for which we have been preparing to be heard and seen just to whet our appetite and give us a bit of hope. We get to ever so briefly put aside the waiting period and lay down the Advent shield which has kept the Christmas clamor at bay since October. Easing up a bit on the Advent disciplines of holding and waiting, Advent 4 is a bit of a reprieve. And as Christians on this day in our liturgical life and prayers, some of the sacred story of the divine infant's birth is released. Today, the star of the trailer is Joseph. We hear the portion of this man's vital part in the unfolding divine drama, God's epic blockbuster known as The Incarnation, subtitled God Becoming Flesh to Dwell Among Us. So in light of this movie trailer moment, and in continuing preparations for its full release to us in just a few days, as we poise ourselves to delve into the story of God being born, or as Matthew puts it, the account of the genesis of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David. Let us continue in the holy work of preparing, holding hope and making ready to enter into this sacred story so that its mythic and miraculous power just might bring us closer to God. So as we stand at the threshold of Christmas, let's first step back and ask some questions. What is God up to in this birth? What is it that God is hoping to accomplish? What does the incarnation God becoming flesh in a small infant child, tell us about the nature of God. Big questions. Big, fat, theological questions. All provoked and posed by this fantastic and deceptively simple story. This mythic birth narrative is unbelievable to some, dangerous and ridiculous to others, a tale that is too often sentimentalized and sanitized, which is really a normal response. You see, if we keep the story quaint, we are untouched and unchanged by its power. We can avoid the big questions. But these are divinely dangerous texts. The birth narratives of Jesus, or as the rest of the world calls it, the Christmas story, 
radical texts of divine intervention that upturn the cosmology and order of things. God's birth reimagines and reorders the relationship between God and humankind, between God and creation. So without fear, remember that refrain that we hear over and over from the angel, the refrain spoken to many in this story, don't be afraid. Come to the Christmas story without fear, but rather with hope for the impossible being made possible. Listen for the freedom promised and fulfilled. May we open ourselves to a new way that God is being made present in our world and in our religious imaginations. Ask the big, fat questions. Let the danger of this divine story take hold and inspire you into salvation. God is coming, and it won't be what any of us expect or how any of us would have written it. Because honestly, if we were in charge of the story, well, God would have behaved in a completely different fashion. Today we hear the part of the divine story that is about Jesus's adoptive father. The birth of a savior, the birth of Jesus, God with us, featuring Joseph, son of David. A young Jew Jewish girl betrothed to a man named Joseph. She becomes pregnant and Joseph is not the father. Joseph, being a righteous man, is going to do the lawful thing, the legal thing, dismiss her, divorce her, but decides to do this quietly without any public shaming, to spare Mary the ridicule and possible, possible harm of being an adulterer. You see, adultery was severely punishable. Some were even stoned for it. It was a crime. However, after a dream, this righteous man chooses to do a good thing. After the divine dream, what is really his annunciation, the announcement that the child is God's and that he, Joseph, has been chosen to name the child, that he is to adopt the child as his own, make the child legitimate, give the child a name, so that the infant will be grafted into the lineage of David. Joseph listens to the angel and the extraordinary message. He does as instructed and invited. There are so many wonderful things that this husband, that this good man can teach us in our part in bringing the divine to birth. Joseph holds up for us a model of the healthy masculine. He is a man who chooses the good over the right. 
He does so so that the vulnerable, fragile, yet-to-be-born Holy One is kept safe and protected. He chooses to marry the mother, saving her and the child that she carries when he was well within his legal rights to discard her and divorce her. He listens to the angel, courageously believes the dream he is sent, and changes his mind, and in so doing, goes against his culture and the law. He is a hero in this story, a hero God needs. Sad that we so often relegate him to the back of the stable. How is Joseph a model in our lives as we raise our boys into men? Kind, good dreamers who make moral decisions that are courageous and unselfish and no doubt perceived to be ridiculous. Men who are willing to trust, to protect and safeguard the feminine, those mothers of God who bear the holy into birthing. Men who give another's child their name, providing place, genealogy, history and connection, family and safety. Men who listen to God's need of them and change their own minds and choices. Men who do the good. We need more Josephs in our world. Need. Hmm. I've mentioned it twice now, at least. Christmas is a time when need is woven throughout this sacred story. The entirety of the accounts of the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ, in these birth narratives that tell the tale of God being with us, Emmanuel, Jesus as God with us, the incarnation is a revelation that God sees our need, responds in love, and gives humanity what is needed. God saves us. God became one of us to save us, to be with us. Salvation by being one with us, to continue to show us the way of divine love so that we might become that love and meet the deep needs of others in our world. And, and this is a big and, God needs humanity to accomplish this salvation. God needs us. God chooses to need us. God chooses to need us. That is the shock of this story. Some think it's the whole virgin birth thing. That's a bit shocking. 
or the angels and celestial visitations, or a star so bright in the sky that it changes the look of the heavens and guides people to the birthplace, yeah, those are all a wee bit shocking. But the stunner of this story, of the birth of the Messiah, is that God chooses not only to save us, but chose to need us in the very acts of salvation that come to fulfillment. When God chose to become flesh and dwell among us, God need, needed humans, real humans, Mary and Joseph, for it to happen. The incarnation of God is an amazing thing. God so loved the world that he was willing to take on our flesh, to send his son. It's the baby part that compels and confounds us. Choosing this way to be with us reveals something extraordinary about the whole unfolding nature of God. Infant divinity, this kind of incarnation, shows us how God is very needy and needs us. Now that changes everything. God chose to become flesh, to come down to earth. In order to do that, God chose to become a wee babe. God chose Mary, chose to need a human mother. God chose Joseph, chose to need a human father. Jesus' birth as the Son of God, as the Savior of the world, reveals not only God's love for the world and response to humanity's need, but also God's evolution in the relationship as the divine, the divine who needs the world and the humans in it. Think about that for a moment. Feel what that feels like. The incarnation is the ultimate revelation of divine intimacy, holy intimacy between God and humankind, a mutuality of choice, fulfillment, and love. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. Thanks be to God for the heroic ones who were visited by divine messengers, who spoke of divine intervention that would indeed turn their world and ours upside down. Thanks be to God for the courageous faith of Mary and Joseph, blessed among women and men, both chosen, both needed by God to be born, in order that the world might be saved. May we also have such holy faith, choosing the good over the right. May we heroically trust this God who needs us to tend his frail, forming life into being. Get ready. The main attraction is about to begin. The child is about to be born. Come with brave and open hearts. I'll see you at the manger with all the other angels, animals, and heroes. Amen. <laughs>